0: guests on the podcast are Jay and Tyler of South Coast Band The Manatees Manatees have a new EP coming out on February the 23rd, this Friday it's called Different State of Mind, uh, after which they're going to America to play by Southwest and once they come back from that uh going on a UK tour. So we spoke about all that plus we deep dived into the career which includes lots of things like signing for Fierce Panda Records and hanging out with Tim Wheeler from Ash. Check the band out. Have a listen to the back catalogue and then Friday get listening to the, the new EP A Different State of Mind if you're all enjoying the podcast as I keep saying, please like, share and subscribe tell your friends do whatever you can, spray paint time for heroes on walls tell everybody you can just get this podcast out to the masses thanks again and I'll be back soon with another episode
1: the black changing But the cold will stay another helpless story ends today. That's all I ever dreamed of. So
0: I will feel right last week on the podcast I have Jay and Tywa from the Manatees, is it, how, how are we saying it, the Manatees or the Manatees?
2: Yeah, that's right, Manatees, first first time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, A band from the south coast of England with a new EP due out February 23rd. It is called, I put it here, A Different State of Mind and it's out Friday the 23rd, that's Friday. Um, so we're going to talk about the band's career from the start up to what's going on now and what's coming up in the future. But at the start, I like to go back. What was life like for two young boys growing up in the South Coast? And how did you end up forming the band?
2: Absolutely. I mean, I think we're very, very lucky to have grown up where we grew up. Like it was full of amazing scenery, you got seas right on our doorstep, forest right on our doorstep. Um the less sort of uh I guess good thing for us was there's not a lot of music down there. We were sort of like in the minority of people like wanting to join bands and, and play music. And um I guess that's what sort of drew like particularly Ty and each other so early on. Like we Ty and I weren't really aware of each other as people until we were sort of like 17, 18 years old, starting to want to go out and form bands. And um Ty was in, like, one of the only other bands on the South Coast like <laughs> within a 15-mile radius that played guitar. Um, and so, like, we only became, became aware of each other then, I guess, and because we were some of the very few people, like, around each other doing what we were doing, I guess we immediately sort of, like, formed a connection and became quite good friends, and eventually, yeah, managed to pinch Ty to join the Manatees, and... Um, and the rest is sort of history, as they say.
0: What sort of music were you into back then?
2: I mean, the
3: band the band I was in before was sort of like a Talking head sort of funk um, sort of band, and I think you know I didn't that wasn't really what I was into. To be fair, I've been mean, growing up; I was like into the Red Hot Chili Peppers a lot, so I guess that funk influence came from there. But mostly, I was into like more classic rock stuff until I was seventeen maybe 1617 I started listening to like indie music and listening to like Maxima Park and the Smiths and all that sort of stuff that got me into like that sort of style of songwriting right what about yourself je
2: I think I was definitely more on the indie side but I think like the first the first band that I properly heard and was like oh I'd quite like to before before I even was aware that I wanted to be in a band I think the first band that I. Heard and really wanted to, I don't know, was really interested in was actually the Wombats. Um, I remember hearing them when I was like maybe maybe 13, maybe even a bit younger. Um <clears throat> and just something about the music really interested me. And I don't think I'd ever like fallen in love with an indie artist before. And I think from then that sort of like spiked my my interest in in that sort of music, and from then went on to listen to like loads and loads of Jamie T. Um, loads of Wolf Alice, um, and I think that's when I sort of started to write songs, I guess, and 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 have this vision of, of being in a band, um, and then that sort of came, started to come to, into fruition when I was, yeah, about 17, 18, um, and then I think Tyler Tyler and I met kind of not long after.
0: Bombing the band, then, how would you describe your sound at the start, and how do you think it's evolved as to what it is now?
2: at the start we were a lot more indie right ty like sort of like
3: yeah a bit more jangly
2: yeah jangly yeah i'd say jangly is, is a very apt description of it um and yeah i guess like a bit more like sickly indie like a bit more jangly and i think what what we are now is um we're definitely heavier a lot more like fuzz and sort of like riff orientated um and we've also I mean over like especially particularly over the last couple of years like we've really started to experiment with synthesizers and samples and um sort of like developed our sounds a lot more and I think you can really hear that especially on this CP coming out and the last CP that we recorded um and yeah it's definitely a far cry from the music that we first started writing and recording together when we were sort of like that year 17 18 um jangly sort of like <laughs> dry guitar sort of more mm. instruments on the track sort of sounds I think we've definitely uh, learned how to fill up the space and, and develop more interesting sounds
0: you're you doing yourself a disservice there because I mean <laughs> some of the early songs are like I was listening to this morning Flowers oh, yeah. and I think that's like such a beautiful song
2: oh wow um, that's, a, that's a proper deep cut so thank you for listening to that <laughs> I don't um, know if many people are really aware of that one uh anymore at the
0: moment so yeah appreciate that well up until like now like, like the sound um i think i think these are now sounding like arctic monkeys like am era arctic monkeys with the kind of the lyrics in the the style the style of singing it sounds like it sounds like alex turner a wee bit to me so oh. but going back then so when was your first release was it 2018
2: yeah, we I mean we released some stuff like right at the start um that we've since taken down. <laughs> but that was probably like twenty seventeen. Um and then yeah, I think our first release up on Spotify is probably a track called What If or is it Headstrong, maybe?
0: I think it's Milan. It, oh, oh, it's yeah,
2: just it's because
0: land. I was I was looking on YouTube and um Young Hearts came up, which I can't see yeah. Spotify <laughs> so is yeah, that, yeah. Is that early stuff in as well
2: that was early stuff that was probably like that was around the same time as Milan maybe like a bit earlier um but I think we're having that sort of like precious artist thing where I made the sounds that it was maybe a few years on didn't like represent what we wanted to be or where we wanted to go um so we decided to take like that AP off um and I think Milan just sort of like managed to stay alive and well because i think it had done quite well on streaming and pe- people to this day um ask for Milan in the live set and we we i'd say 95% of the time ends up playing <laughs> it <in the> encore. <laughs> um, so that one sort of i'm i'm glad we kept that in because people really like resonate with that and really like love love that um, at the end of the set uh, so 2018 you had
0: Milan 2019 what if and flowers and then headstrong Twenty twenty you released five songs. Well, four songs. You'd have it all and then you released it as acoustic as well. So busy in twenty twenty and then twenty twenty-one, nothing. Um looking on your Instagram, did you what what happened? Did you just go away and kind of reinvent yourself?
2: Yeah, we I mean, I guess that was like sort of all around the time of COVID. I think it was just before COVID and we sort of, like, just wanted to, yeah, as you say, like, just take a little space to, like, go away and sort of, like, really think about our sound and how we wanted to be portrayed. And then I think COVID hit, and such such a big part of our project is being able to perform as a live band. Um, so when that hit and, like, gigs were taken away from us, we sort of just went into hibernation a little bit, I suppose, and, and we 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 definitely took off the pressure off ourselves, Um of like writing for for the bands and for the manatees and we were still very much writing together but we were just like floating around loads of different ideas and that's when we really started to like mess with 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 other instruments and synthesizers and samples and all that sort of thing um and then as soon as we got the green light to go back out and gig again that's exactly what we did and i think we we headed out on like our first headline tour for what was it time maybe two or three years of, at that point like after Covid yeah been and gone um and after that yeah we were just like okay let's let's put our foot to the throttle now like this is what we want to do let's let's not mess around anymore and I think we'd we'd had that really amazing time where we like got to sort of like sit and think about what we wanted to sound like and also as I said like we've been making music together since like like I guess when we were like 17, 18, and. We maybe got like stuck into that like indie jangly pattern. So having that like like nice natural break to sit back, because you know as you grow a few years older, I guess your your ideas of what you like and what what you want to sound like definitely change significantly. And it gave us that time to maybe catch up with with ourselves. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Do you like talking about the way you you want to be portrayed? Obviously, like the sound and. The style as well like obviously your look is that all part of the the same package and are these all on the same ham
3: sheet with that
2: yeah yeah yeah
3: yeah I guess it kind of was very natural I think we in in a way so like we sort of came out of lockdown and sort of were hanging out and we were all like dressing a bit different and all kind of kind of a little bit of a different attitude towards like the music and stuff. And it was kind of like very natural. I don't think it was something we necessarily sat down and said, all right, we want to look like this. It was just sort of, we met up and it's like, oh, you've got those trousers from that shop. I'll say So have I, like I think Jay and I literally had the same pair of trousers from something. Like (laughs) like, (laughs) it just, it just kind of like naturally happened, completely randomly. But I think it's quite nice that it happened like that. And I think Mm -hmm. it also firmed up between us that this is like, you know, the right decision to make in terms of the the, the next step for us, you know?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Touring-wise, um, looking at your your tours, it was predominantly south coast, south coast up to London, and it, it seems to have evolved, and you, you, as you've grown, you've travelled up the country. How do you feel when you kind of take yourself out of your comfort zone and you go further north?
2: it's I mean it's amazing like I think as you said particularly when when we were first starting out like being from Southampton and the south coast everything is north of us like literally every single place in the country is north of us so getting up to those Sheffields and, and and Manchesters and Glasgow's is really quite like a long haul thing for us to do um, particularly like, you know, when you're just starting out and you're loading into three separate cars and you're taking up drum kits and you haven't got any money at all and you're doing it all on your own. So I think as soon as we've had the opportunity to sort of go further afield and have a bit more backing and, you know, even a van now um, means that we've been so excited to be able to play. You know, we played uh, Scotland for the first time um, in October. Uh, we went up to Edinburgh and we played Leeds for the first time and we played Manchester and Liverpool for the first time. So being able to co- go and like access those parts of the country that we haven't been able to do before has been amazing. And just like meeting people that have been listening to our music since 2018 and haven't been able to catch us live yet. And finally, because we're getting our you know act together and coming up to see them, they've been able to come and see us it is, is an amazing feeling.
0: What was this, what, what sort of reaction did you get for the the normal crowd specifically Edinburgh?
2: Edinburgh was great. Edinburgh was like a really cool, like pokey little venue called Sneaky Peas, uh-huh. um, and I mean everyone there was like was like really into it, like giving it everything in the crowd. Which is, I think, when you're on stage, that like all you can ask for, like that, you know, all, all we all we ask is for a bit of energy from the crowd, and it certainly didn't disappoint. Um, and yeah, I mean like like Manchester, we sold out Manchester and that was our second time ever playing there and Liverpool wasn't too far off either. And that was our first ever time playing there. Um so we had a really amazing experience with some of those cities up north. Um and yeah, we're very excited to go back in April.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing you. It'll be really good. The start of twenty twenty three, obviously twenty twenty three was really bad year for you. You signed to Fierce Panda. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've had Simon Williams on the podcast. Oh yeah. amazing. So um, have you had much interaction with handbuckers?
2: Yes. <laughs> yeah, we've had a lot of we've been very lucky to have a lot of interaction with Cy. Si. Um a lot of sort of like beers and a lot of gigs attended. Um and yeah, he is um he's a brilliant man, like honestly, complete one of a kind, um, with some amazing stories to tell. Uh, and and obviously um, amazing success with with what he's done with Fierce Panda. Um, so yeah, we're very privileged to be to be a part of a part of that now.
0: So did he approach you? Did did he heard your music and wanted to sign you?
2: No, it was it was actually very much us sort of nagging essentially and and, right. and, and getting ourselves heard. We we actually are. Um, so there's a guy who works for Fierce Panda called Chris Wilson who's um now our sort of like anr slash manager um and he was doing our our radio plugging for a little while so we were sort of um sending him our tracks to to push out to the radio and this this was before we had any chris does this independently so it's before we have had any relationship with with the label but we were well aware that he um that he works there and i think in well it must have been 2022 i guess was it ty we sort of like as a band put all of the money together that we had and we went and recorded um an EP which uh well a selection of songs at that point I guess which turned out to be the EP which was Dreaming Colour Mm -hmm. um and we sort of packaged it all up got it already and then sent it to Chris and said look we would love to release this with you if if you're into it um and they said yes and 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 you know that was sort of the start of of our journey with with them. You
0: can definitely see then like Run right about that time, the kind of change in the sound and kind of it, it's a lot more mature, as you say. It's kind of you can tell, you can tell the the direction you're going in. gigging wise, obviously you you have then went out, you've kind of travelled further up the country. You supported the Kozovets in London as well. Um, of are a really good band. I'm a fan of them as well. So how was it, kind of? Supporting them,
3: yeah, it was really fun. It was the first time we played at Amira, which I feel like was quite a cool experience for us because it's like one of those venues that is, <clears throat> you know, when you're headlining there, you're really doing something. I think. Um, it's like 320 cap, I think, and it looks kind of like a theater, it's a really cool vibe. And it was really because it was packed, wasn't it? Like the whole night, Jay, okay, so like it was really nice to play to like a packed crowd and like a crowd that. Obviously, like indie music, so that was really cool.
0: Festival-wise, as well, he played Eilean White Festival and Why Not Festival, which Eilean White Festival now seems to be one of the, the kind of the bigger festivals and one of the, the kind of best ones for breakout bands. So, how how did that go?
2: That was great. Again, yeah, as you say, like especially particularly from us, like growing up, literally the other side of the the, the sea. Uh, to the Isle of Wight, the Isle of Wight was like from as long as I can remember, like ingrained in in my head as like the biggest festival in the world sort of thing. Um, (laughs) Like I I know obviously there are bigger festivals, but as a kid, that was just my perception of it um, because it was just over from the water. And, you know, like I was lucky enough to go to a couple of um, of Isle of Wight, like days uh, when I was younger, when I was sort of like, you know, 14 um 14 years old or so and seeing incredible I, I think i saw i saw like red hot chili peppers there of on there like 1975 there um amazing amazing people um so having the chance to go and play there ourselves as a band uh was was amazing. Every, everything everything seems a lot smaller. I think that's probably just because <laughs> because <laughs> because I'm a, a bit bigger now. But um, it, yeah, it was an incredible thing, and obviously an amazing festival with amazing heritage to be a part of.
0: And then towards the end of the year, you played London twice. One of them was um, supporting Ash. Um, yeah. So Ash, obviously they they've done some stuff early on with Fierce Panda. So was there any? connections here that got you that gig.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that gig actually was actually cancelled in the end. Oh yeah. Um, so we did yes, yeah, so we didn't get to play that, but we have we've been really lucky enough to hang out with Ash and go and see Ash. Um and we actually uh we we played a gig at the start of the year and and Tim from Ash came down to watch us and um we we spoke to him for for quite a like significant amount of time at the end and He's just like the loveliest dudes, like most humble guy, and obviously done incredible things. And then, I mean, literally just in in the last few months, they've got a top I think it placed fourteen in the album charts or something, their album, mm-hmm. which just incredible for for like a band to come come back and do that. Um and they're off to South by Southwest as well, which we're attending next month. And um we've been promised to have margaritas with Tim, so we're definitely gonna take <laughs> take him up on that.
0: I hope um Disney turn into can you mind uh, for the first album, the um hidden track on the first album, Sick Party. <laughs> um if it turns into that, a, a night on the tiles with Amy, and it turns into using a garage or something, <laughs> recording yourself being sick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that that could be the next release on your 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 next DP.
2: Yeah, I think that'd be worth worth the rough night for for a night with Ash. I think that'd be a good good time.
0: So, is that is there any chance of a reschedule or another support with him?
2: I think yeah, I'm, we would love to do another support with them, one hundred percent. And I think yeah, there. I suppose there is somewhat a chance of that happening, but nof- nothing in the calendar now. But I definitely wouldn't rule it out. At
0: the start of the year, you released Buttercup with obviously a different state of mind. It's going to be on that EP, which follows, as we said on Friday, as you touched on there, South by Southwest coming up in March. Um, so how excited are you to be traveling over there for that? I mean, that that's been going a good twenty years now, and it's it's always been breaking up bands, so it's a big chance for you to.
3: Yeah, we are like incredibly excited. It's it's one of those bucket list things that we've sort of always spoken about and i think you know when you start following smaller bands and appreciating bands and then you see that they're going it's a real stamp of approval i think and for us to be part of that group now is like incredible like definitely something we always wanted to do so we're we're really grateful for the opportunity to be able to go over and how
0: long are you over there for you get to catch up with everything else that's going on
2: yeah yeah we're over for about nine days, I think um so we're heading out a bit early just to sort of like readjust. I've never been to America before or even done a long haul flight before, so I think the jet lag's gonna hit me some a bit, a bit <laughs> harder than <laughs> the other boys maybe, but uh, yeah we're just we're going out a bit early to to soak up the the scenery and and yeah, we're definitely you know opportunities like this don't come about every day, so we're gonna really make the most of it and as well as playing our gigs, make sure we're out and seeing. As many other bands as possible, and getting involved in all the tech festival stuff, and trying to get as much free stuff as we can as well. <laughs> I've, heard <laughs> a lot, I've heard a lot of free, um, free sort of things get handed out, so we'll be on the hunt for them. Definitely.
0: Yeah, that sounds amazing. All that plus the Margaritas we ash. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <clears throat> uh, and then once you come back for that, you get this tour coming up in April: uh, Bristol, Manchester, Leeds. Glasgow, you're playing the attic. Uh, I've seen trampoline there oh, last wow. couple. Um, so I am really looking forward to that. Uh, Newcastle, Birmingham, London, Brighton, and then a massive show, a massive gig in September in Southampton, which is, that, is Southampton what you would consider your, your hometown?
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So, yeah. So how how does that go then in Southampton what's it like because I've seen you played lots of times and you seem to be up in the venue every time so how big is that swan going to be in
3: September
2: it's big I don't know the exact capacity but
3: <laughs> I think I think it's around 450 500
2: somewhere mm-hmm. around that um
3: but it's in an old church it's like quite. A, it's a new venue for the city actually which is amazing um so it's going to be quite nice to be able to play you know, there and bring bring our music down to that, that new spot. That sounds amazing.
0: At any gig I've ever seen in like a church or like that, they're, they're always brilliant. Obviously, yeah. in Glasgow, we've got St Luke's, which yeah, is round the corner for the Barrowlands, and St Luke's seems to be, like, the one of the, the best up-and-coming venues in Glasgow. I've seen most of my gigs last year in St Luke's, and it's, wow. just, it's like a really iconic venue. What what else have you got coming up? Have you got festivals? Have you got anything like art that that you are able to announce this year?
2: Yeah, so we we should be announcing festivals very soon, and we're 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 hoping to have a pretty pretty full on summer of it. Um, but nothing's been announced yet, so people have to keep an eye on on the socials. But yeah, hopefully we'll be up and down the country at, at quite a few. That's brilliant. So as we said,
0: different state of mind coming up. February the 23rd what can we expect for that is what sort of sound are we, are we getting is it more of the same or is there any twists
2: there's definitely a twist we've got a track on there called February's cold um which is probably like the most vulnerable musically on there it's it's incredibly stripped back um Tyler and I like produced it ourselves um it's sort of like acoustic guitar and, and very like sort of lo-fi synthesizers. Um, I guess if you, like, if you had to compare it to anything we've already got out, it would be like veering towards that Milan sort of style thing, but um, a lot more contemporary um, and sort of like aligns with the sounds that we're doing. Um, but it's definitely a bit of a curveball. Um, and then the other track that's coming on the EP is a track called Best of Me, um, which again, it's probably like, it's 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 way 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 more aligned with with the rest of dp but it's definitely our probably like one of our most energetic like tracks today i'd say i don't know what you'd you'd say ty but um yeah i'd agree yeah very like high intensity um sort of like leaning towards that like sort of like uh punk sort of post-punk sort of lane um in in very much our our way of doing things but uh yeah, it's definitely, again, like another sort of flavour of what we can what we can do, I think. Well,
0: uh, when whenever they search for the band, they're the, the words that seem to come up, energy and passion. So, yeah,
2: <laughs> that's nice. That's great, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. looking forward to that release on Friday. So the podcast got time for Heroes, the last part there. I asked my guest to pick, as I say, no very strict way but four Heroes to come for dinner why they're your heroes and what would you cook for them as well?
2: <laughs> okay. Do you want to go first, Ty? Or, or do you want to uh, alternate? Should we pick one, um,
3: we, one? We can... Yeah, we can alternate.
2: Okay. Go on, you go first then.
3: Uh, probably, I'd say John Prashante from Relative Efforts. I think stylistically as a guitarist, like the way he sort of... He's got a very flowing right hand. That's something I've tried to recreate and I think the way that he sits in the groove is very um, unique. So I'd say him for, for that reason, basically, right, for his right hand. For his right hand, just the, <laughs> the way he flows across the strings, it's it's really, really, really something that's quite special. So, yeah.
2: Cool. Uh, okay, first one. Um, probably, I definitely. I think Joni Mitchell probably Um, like when I was first like really getting into music um, I was obsessed with those like proper like heritage like singer-songwriters like Bob Dylan, Joni Mitchell, Nick Cave um, and particularly like that Blue album. Like I remember like my parents are massive music fans like they're not musicians themselves but um, they're huge music fans and like every time I got in the car there'd be like a different CD on and um like a massive array of things like I'd listen to like the Prodigy in there with them or like Cat Stevens or Mm -hmm. um Nirvana but um I always remember like Joni Mitchell like that blue album being on um and like I mean I know like it's it's probably the obvious one to go to but like California that track is just insane and um I'd love to be able to like yeah sit down with her and just chat songwriting and lyrics and all of that sort of thing.
0: Has has something happened with Johnny Mitchell recently? Just because um, obviously I've done seventy episodes of this podcast, never been picked up until oh, really? up until the last. This is like three episodes I think in a row that Johnny. Oh wow. Been Oh wow! So last night the the last if we bug guy Angela for bug guy she picked Joni Mitchell and she basically said the exact same thing as you there.
2: Wow, amazing! Yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't. I don't think anything's happened recently, but maybe she's just in our sub- subconscious somewhere. <laughs> like maybe yeah. something has happened and she's just in our subconscious. But yeah, that's 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 that's. I mean, that's amazing that that um yeah, that, that she's been, like, brought up and, and picked because, yeah, she's incredible, so I'm glad.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, that's a blow, isn't it?
3: But, again,
2: Roll back to you, Ty.
3: Yeah, um, I'd probably go for someone who's another groove aficionado and probably go for Anderson Pack, like, when I was, yeah. when we were in that lockdown period where we were writing and writing and writing, we were obviously we we couldn't record drum kits so like we were using a lot of like samples and like those hip-hop samples and stuff was something that i think really pushed us on in terms of like the sound we wanted to create and like you can hear those samples and stuff like the sound and like the beats in dream and color as well and you can definitely definitely hear them in buttercup so definitely i'd love to have answer just to talk grooves and rhythms because that guy not well he's an incredible singer rapper lyricist everything but with amongst all that, he's a brilliant drummer as well. So I'd love to chat drums and grooves.
0: Yeah, that would be that'd be amazing. I'm pretty sure I've got my pals. um My pals are a drummer in a band, the La Teens, and I'm pretty sure they went to America. I don't know if it was Southie Southwest. They went to um, a few years back, and I think they supported Anderson Packers I think because they it They've got a podcast and they reference it and they, they make it that he's our best pal. <laughs>
3: Brilliant. <laughs> That's um,
2: Yeah. Cool. cool. All right. Back to me. Um, this is this is again like this is more of a recent like a, a kind of obsession of, of mine. But um, I I actually mentioned just a second ago, but um, Nick Cave um. I listened to a podcast like literally two weeks ago. It was, it was Nick cave on the Louis through podcast and I kind of always been aware of Nick cave. Um, but I don't think I'd ever like delved into his work that much. Um, and he's like a really fascinating guy. Like <clears throat> he's had so much like grief in his life. He's loose. He's lost like two sons. Um, and he's, he's got this thing. I don't know if you've ever, ever heard of it, but it's called like the red hand files. Um, and it's essentially like people write into him just with like questions on life and he publishes them like in sort of like a blog sort of style. Um, That's interesting. and he, yeah. And he like shares, like, you know, it's really like deep and like really significant stuff. And, um, people, you know, people like with, you know, severe grief and, and, and worry and stress, like go to him with these questions and he just tries to answer them the best that he can. Um, and I think like that's such an interesting way of. I, I don't even think he's doing it to like engage a, a fan base or a community. I think he's just doing it because he 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 wants to. But I think that's such an interesting way to sort of like grow that sort of like sense of community around um, your project. And 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 on, on top of that, obviously like such a significant songwriter. Um, but I think yeah, just I, I think i will just pick him in 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 terms of like being able to sit down and talk chat to him as like an interesting bloke basically. (laughs) Yeah. It
0: sounds (laughs) an interesting conversation. It it must help him in some way to kinda to to have those conversations and those interactions with the the fans. What about cooking then? What would you what would you be cooking for for these people? Oh just just to see how good these are in the kitchen.
2: Yeah. (laughs) We sort of we actually we actually quite rate ourselves in the kitchen. So we, should... <laughs> <laughs> we do, yeah. We sort of we do kind of back ourselves. Um but have you have you got one side? So I could take a second to think about
3: Oh, one. I think I'd be fair, I had Mexican night last night, so I'd maybe do some tacos or something. I think that's quite a you can you can put anything in a taco, you can put like meat in there, you can put vegetables, you can do everything. So I think I'd go with tacos for a for a that could be a starter or a main, so you know I'm not
2: yeah, yeah, it's pretty no fast as well. Like, think, I think you'd struggle to find someone that doesn't like a taco. Yeah, I reckon. I reckon John Shanti likes a taco. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah. Uh, I'd probably pick. I mean, if we're saying like, ties is like a starter, I'd probably do like. I know it's like completely changing up the cuisine, so <laughs> but I'd probably pick like a nice pasta dish. I think like my 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 favorite cuisine is Italian. Like, I love amazing pasta and pizza of course and um nice like bread and oils and that sort of thing so i think i'd do i'd do a nice pasta probably go for a carbonara just because it's like it's classic and i think um a good carbonara again maybe probably not not many people can argue with
0: and a couple of margaritas as well yes oh god yes
2: (laughs) (laughs) particularly if tim from ashes around
0: and how do you, how do you think you're uh, going to do eating wise when when you're away uh, in America? How how do you <laughs> think that? We're
2: Trying
3: like, to avoid fast food.
2: Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say we're quite famously bad at eating whilst we're on tour. We 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 set out with amazing intentions of um of booking Airbnbs that have kitchens so that we can make salads and <laughs> and, and that sort of thing. But then we just sort of end up going to McDonald's three times a day. Uh, so that's, <laughs> that's, that's that's something that we're gonna try and uh, yeah, like rectify. I guess like going to America and, and this next tour because, yeah, I think eventually it'll catch up on us.
0: <laughs> brilliant. Well, all the best with the up and coming EP. Um, really looking forward to hearing the the new tracks on that. Hope everything goes brilliant for you in America and hopefully see you in Glasgow in the tour. Um but I thank you very much for coming on today. It's been an absolute pleasure. I'll no, put yeah. your links on my show notes as well for everybody to get in touch with you. Yeah, awesome. thank you very
2: much Martin. It's been great. And yeah. yeah thanks for you know really appreciate coming on and 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 yourself doing your due diligence as well. Like it's been great. Um been lovely to chat. So thank you. And yeah hopefully we'll see you in April.
0: Yeah, and it's been brilliant news coming on this time in the morning as well, thank you. Aye. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you all enjoyed this episode of Time for Heroes podcast. If you would like to get in touch, the best way is on the Facebook page, Time for Heroes podcast or on Instagram at Time for Heroes podcast or Twitter at Time for Heroes P1, or drop me an email at timeforheroespod at gmail You'll find Time for Heroes on all podcast platforms, including Spotify, Apple, Google, and Amazon. Please leave a review where you can, share with others, and more importantly, enjoy.